Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Uh, I It is 8.23 a.m. and I have a client at nine and I have a float after I see my client and then I'm knocked off for the rest of the day. So I really wanted to get this podcast in for you um, because I know sometimes when I don't get them out on a Wednesday, I get messages from people asking me if I'm okay or, you know, when is it going to be published? So I thought I'll just pop you in a little quick podcast now. So I'm not going to fluff around. I'm just going to dive straight in. And here's the thing. For those of you who are running private practice and maybe you're struggling a little bit, I just want to give you a different perspective on how you might be able to reframe and shift things so that you can maybe get unstuck and stop spinning your wheels or feeling like you're doing all the things and it's going nowhere. So I want to tell you about one of the things that I remembered. And um, this is something that I did when I was first studying coaching. So I got uh, my first coaching qualification was actually three qualifications in one but I did that back in 2016 um, when I was you know preparing to leave psychology Um, and we had to do placements and the place where I did my uh, coaching qualifications was overseas and the whole course was delivered online but all the um, classes and things like that they weren't using zoom they were using the phone. So it was like Zoom, but you dial in with the phone, you weren't dialing into a video. And there was a whole lot of reasons for that and everything, which is all good. Um, But anyway, it was interesting. And I really, I, I was so resistant to dialing in and doing all my classes on the phone, because I was just, remember when COVID was also starting and people were just getting like into Zoom and stuff like that. I guess this was just before COVID, a couple of years before COVID, but um, I was still thinking to myself, oh, it's just going to feel weird being on the phone and all this sort of jazz. Anyway, the course went for, I can't remember if it was six months or 12 months, um, but we had these classes and the classes, uh, they were meant to go for an hour, but often they'd go for two or three. Like it would just depend on, um, you know, whether or not people were happy to keep continue the conversation and to go around. Sorry, I'll just turn off Facebook because that's going to bother me um, and you probably. There we go. And uh, anyway, by the end of it, I really loved it. And I thought, why was I even resistant to this in the first place? And I imagine it's probably what our clients used to think when we were first having to introduce them to Zoom. You know, we're anticipating, oh, they're going to not like it and there'll be some resistance. And maybe there was for some of our clients. Um, But it was interesting to reflect on that, like to reflect on my own resistance. And then the thing was, once I got used to it, it was really great. And what I really enjoyed about it was I just developed um, deeper relationships with people 
because it was only the phone. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Um, I want to share with you too, like, you know, I've been married and divorced a few times and well, that's a whole other story. Like I just don't see the sense in staying miserable. I would just much rather be free and happy. <laughs> Anywho, um, I met my first husband through a um, phone dating thing, right? Now it was, I can still remember it was called Tally Talk. How's that? I was back in the 90s. I think it was like 93, 94. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was a thing called Teletalk. And you could just ring up and you get a voicemail box. And then you could – I know some of you are laughing because you did this too. I know. And some of you are like, what? You did this on the phone? That's right. There weren't mobile phones back then and there weren't apps. <laughs> so it was all on the phone. And, um, yeah, my girlfriend and I, well, my best friend and I, we were having a sleepover and um, we'd both been to uni and we just had been back at my place and we were studying and we just thought, oh, you know, we'll just crash. And we were just like getting up to no good, really. And this ad came on TV and we both turned and looked at each other and were like, yeah, let's do it. So that and anyway, so um, my first husband's name, he, his name was Pete. And that's how Pete and I met. And um, we spoke on the phone for months. And do you know what? It, it really did lay the foundation for the relationship because I don't know, like we didn't have to deal with any of that stuff that comes up when you meet people in person and the chemistry issues and all of that. It kind of reminds me in a way, I mean, it's same, but not the same. I forget the name of it, but in the Jewish faith, when they're um, dating, they have a belief or a process. I don't know if I'm using the correct terminology or not. Um, I saw this on a documentary because I love learning about different faiths and different beliefs and all this sort of stuff. So this is where I learned it from. And um, anyway, they have this thing where for the first five dates where you, you meet with each other, there's no touching. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. But anyway, I'm digressing. So yeah, it turned out that being on the phone for that course was like really great. And anyway, so you did all your placements on the phone as well. And so, you know, like when you do your counseling diploma, you've got to go and do a certain number of hours of prax. It's the same with psychology and I'm sure it's the same with social work, etc. Um, well, it's the same with coaching. So you've got to go and do all these prax and clock up all of these hours and they're all on the phone. And the amazing thing about that, well, it's not amazing, like I'm using that word very freely, aren't I? But the fun thing is probably a better way to describe it about that was I got to be coached by people from different countries um, and I really appreciated the different perspectives and the different insights because I ask you different questions uh, to what you're used to. And it was just because there's so much cultural difference, you see. And anyway, one of my favorite sessions I'm going to share with you. So she, the lady, her name was Deb and um, she was a doctor in Germany. And I really, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, she's going to coach me and then I've got to coach her. And so I was quite nervous about it. And um, anyway, we just got along famously and... Anyway, one of the things that we discussed when we were doing the coaching for each other was like personifying things. And at that time, as you know, I was having a hard time in psychology. And so one of the things that we focused on was like the business and, you know, thinking about, well, what do I really want from the business? Where do I want the business to go? All that sort of stuff. So our conversations focus mainly on both of our private practices. Hers being a, um, a doctor over there um, by herself 
Um, she was specializing in women's health. So she just had her own little private practice um, and I had mine. So we were supporting each other. So it was a really good match, like credit to um, the lady who was making all the matches for the prax. She did a really good job of that. But anyway, this all came back to me recently because somebody was asking me, uh, you know, where did you get your coaching qualifications? And I was like, oh, that's a really great question. And then I had to think back. And then, and then since we had that conversation, my client and I, I've been having all these memories start trickling back in from when I did that certification. So anyway, one of the techniques that we did that I'm going to share with you today will definitely help you get things in a new perspective and help you create shifts for, look, you don't have to be in private practice. It could be with anything, but I'm going to um, use the framework of private practice. Okay, so what we did was we asked ourselves around like personification, a bunch of questions. So maybe now might be a good time for you to hit pause and go and get your private practice with soul podcast journal, because I know some of you do do that. And thank you so much for letting me know as well. A, a really, really lovely lady um, from Cairo last week sent me through screenshots of her work from her podcast journal. And oh, it was so unexpected and it just made my day. But anyway, so yeah, I'll assume you've gone and done that now and I'm just going to get on with it. So the first question is just, well, before I ask the question first, you've got to try and imagine that your private practice is actually a living, breathing person. So in the way that's easiest for you to do that, I want you to really think about what is, I'm just going to use the word she because I'm she and you use whatever words or, or pronouns you like. But um, I want you just to think, you know, what does she look like? Okay. If your private practice was a person, what does she look like? And I don't mean does she have blonde hair, blue eyes or things like that. Think about it more broadly in terms, in terms of does she look like a haggard mess? Like does she look disheveled? Does she look run down? Does she look happy? Does she look floaty and airy and, you know, soft? Like, what is she, how does she look, right? What's your impression of her? If you just had a photo of her in front of you and it wasn't doing anything, it was, she wasn't moving, it wasn't a video or anything, it was just a still photo of her, what would you be looking at? That's the first question. So you want to journal on that. And then the next question is, um, you're going to imagine that you're sitting down and you're interviewing her, right? So imagine you've got a microphone and you've got your own little notepad with your own questions on and she's agreed to come on and be interviewed and now you're just going to ask her questions and you're not going to anticipate what she's going to say. You're not going to get in the way of her having a voice. You're just going to sit there like a good interviewer would and allow the speaker to say, you know, their responses. So one of the questions that you could ask would be something like, um, what do you really need in the business right now? What do you really need from your business owner right now? Or you could use your own name and you could say, what do you really need from Brooklyn right now? 
So that's a prompt. And maybe it's going to say things to you like, I really need her to let go. I really need her to back off so I can just do my stuff. I don't need to be micromanaged every minute of the day. I need her to go for walks. I need her to leave me alone. It could be, I'm just saying that because that's what my business said. <laughs> because I was so and oh, I was in a state of angst about, you know, this big decision I was making about leaving psychology and, and what would that mean for the future and everything. So I was like totally micromanaging everything. And so this is what came through from my business. My business wanted me to leave her alone for a while and just trust her to do her thing. That <laughs> um, was hard to hear, but helpful at the same time. So think about what your business really needs from you right now. Some of the other things that um, my business shared with me was I hadn't at that stage, I'd never had mentoring like business mentoring or a business coach. In fact, I don't even think I knew what those things were back then. I don't think I'd even heard of them. I don't think, yeah, it was late 2016 I um, went on that business retreat. So yeah, um, and this was before then. But I think now my business would probably say, well, I'll tell you, if I ask my business now, what does it need from me? What's she saying? My business is saying that she needs me to focus and to have a plan and to schedule things and to, yeah, that I'll feel more confident if I know what's coming up rather than reacting to things on the day. And this makes sense to me because I love to work in flow, you see. And so I love to be working with the, the tide of my emotion and the tide of my energy. Uh, and that's wonderful. But at the same time, things do need to be harmonized. And it's interesting that that's come up because just on the weekend, I purchased a business planner. Um, now I can put the girl's name in. I think her name was Steph Pace, P-A-S-E. I'm just going to check for you. Now, I don't know her, but um, this planner just popped up on my Instagram feed. Yes, I'm one. Yes, her name is um, Steph Pace. P for Peter, A for Apple, S for Sam, E for Egg. And also just checking my email. Turns out she's got 20% 20, 20 off store wide. So there you go. Um, She's got all kinds of things there. She's got her planners and notebooks and stuff like that. But anyway, I bought the planner and uh, I'm really excited about it because I think that that's going to give me the structure that my business is really needing right now. So there's that. Now, the next question that you want to ask is um, you want to ask the business if it did a self-assessment, where does it think it's doing really well at the moment? So if I ask my business to do a self-assessment and to tell me where she thinks or feels she's doing really well at the moment, she's probably going to say group engagement and getting better at making connections. But what would your practice say? The next question that I'm going to ask is, I want to ask her, how does she feel? right now in this very minute how does she feel hopefully she's not going to say put on the spot because she's getting interviewed <laughs> but how does she feel is she feeling energized is she feeling light is she feeling carefree is she feeling calm and in control is she feeling safe like just check in and ask how she's feeling 
And if I check in and ask my business how she's feeling right now, I think she's going to say more grounded and probably safer now that she knows I'm going to be making proper plans for the business moving forward. Now, I'm not going to lock myself into those plans because that's not how I roll, but I want to leave um, space for myself to zig to my own zag and, you know, for life events to happen and things like that. But I think the other thing that she's probably wanting me to address is monthly recurring revenue. So this is like my my new favorite thing at the moment. It has been for about 12 months now, but yeah, still to focus on that because that gives her back time freedom, you see. Now, speaking of time freedom, that's a really great question to ask. Like you've already identified what your bright and shiny values are. And you've already identified from previous episodes what your shadow values are. So ask the question, you know, um, do you feel that you're meeting Brooklyn's shadow value of giving her more time? Yes or no? And ask her, What do you need from Brooklyn in order to be able to give Brooklyn back more time? So I think for me, this comes back to the structure and the planning, which I've been working on lately, like on the weekend, I went and scheduled some posts and that's helped a lot. So by asking your practice how for its take for its perspective on how it is feeling what it is thinking what it is doing you start to see things in a very different way because you get out of your own head right um the other thing the other question you could ask is who do you need me to be right who do you who do you really need me to be if you're going to be able to give me more of my shadow values and more of my bright shiny values so I would ask my practice who do you need me to be in order to give me even more time and she would probably say I need you to be someone who sets boundaries and actually sticks to them and does things like not respond to messages on the weekend not respond to comments and and requests for joining memberships and things like that on the weekend so probably my business would need me to say yeah be firm with your boundaries don't say I'm not available on weekends and then answer texts and calls and requests and open emails so yeah and that's definitely something that I could do and if that means it's going to give my business a break and a breather because that's the other thing that I'm thinking of. Like I think my business probably feels a bit tired sometimes because she doesn't get a break because I do stuff every single day. Like I work, well, I'm available for clients um, three or four hours a week max, but I work on the business um, around those times between 9am and 12. So I do that most days actually because even on a Saturday I do things and now I love to do them but I'm still working on my business so I do batch all my Etsy stuff and get that ready to load the next week I do record a podcast you know these things take time so I would say my business probably says she needs her weekends back 
So that's interesting because I'm just realizing this now as I'm sharing it with you. But find out what your business needs from you. Like who does your business need you to be? Um, does your business need you to think about things differently? Um, what sort of help does your business need you to call in at the moment? Because your business is trying to do all of the things like you're trying to do all of the things. But if you're both flying blind, it's going to take a lot longer and you might make costly mistakes or errors and things like that. So ask your business, hey, do you need more support? And what kind of support would be really helpful for you right now? What are you needing? Do you need more resources? Do you need someone to talk to? Do you need community? Like, what is it that you're needing? So thinking about this, the business as a living, breathing entity, you know, that that needs to replenish, that needs to nourish. Ask your business, if you were um, to feel nourished and like your cup was full, what would you need from me in order to feel like that? Aren't these like such great prompts? I know. I love them so much. And the, they've all just been coming back to me since my client asked me the question about, she was asking where should she go for to do her qualifications for coaching, if she's going to do them. And that's how the conversation started. And ever since then, isn't it funny? Like you just scratch the surface and then for the next few days, all these memories start coming back. And it's so lovely. But anyway, I wanted to share that with you today because these this type of approach of personifying the practice really did help me shift my perspective and it was as a result of these calls that then I had a coaching call with my coach so when you're getting trained your coach coaches you every week um, which is really fun and it's fun because I guess as a counsellor or even as a psychologist or a social worker or whatever you're doing, you're often you're often leading those conversations. It's not very often you're on the other side. So for me, it was fun to be asked questions and it was fun to be able to share information, fun to be able to do this deeper work. So I really enjoyed it. But I can remember coming towards the end of my um, qualification there, I said to my teacher, Diane, you know, I'll, I'm really quite anxious about this big decision. And I remember her saying to me, you know, but you've already made it. You've already done it. You've, it's already been released, Brooklyn. And you know what? She was so right because when I reflected back on all that other conversations, that all led up to that. So it was already kind of done. It was just a matter of me lining up, me aligning to the energy of it already being done. And trusting and surrendering and so that's what I did and yeah it all worked out so anywho I just wanted to share this approach with you because it is so powerful if you didn't get a chance to write down all of those questions do write them down but you could even come up with your own questions um, that you want to ask and get some feedback on my guidance would be just try not to answer them. Just try not to preempt them. Just allow the answers to come to you. Allow yourself. You're either going to hear the answer from your practice. You will just kind of sense it or you will just kind of know it or you will just kind of feel it. It's going to come to you in the way that it's meant to come to you. And if you're worried about how you're going to receive the answer, before you start, you could just set an intention that says, 
I set the intention to sit down and get to know my business better. And I set the intention that my business shares with me her thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviors, emotions in a way that's easy for me to receive. Okay, that would be the easiest way to do it. Just go from there. But this could be a very, very, very powerful exercise for you to do. And if you do it, I would love to hear about it. Please let me know. Um, you can do that by sending me a DM either on Facebook or Instagram. And yeah, I just want to gift you this little bundle of, of prompts here because I want you to create more success. We're heading into a new financial year soon in like nine days, 10 days. Um, and this is a great way for you to get some insight into what to focus on in the first quarter for your business or even for the next 12 months for your business. So take it with love and I hope that you just have an amazing day today. Uh, for those of you who didn't read the email or who aren't on Facebook, I have a 36-hour 25% off sale at the moment. There's 12 hours left of that. So you can go to my website and you can get anything you want on that website, whether it's um, the products or the services for 25% off. Um, all the instructions are there on the website. The website is brooklynstorm.com and you're just going to go to the bit that says private practice toolkit. Um, or sale, I can jump in and change the, the menu name to sale if you like. And you can um, go and get 25% off anything that you want. Um, it's just an end of financial year sale, but I thought it might be helpful. And it's been so lovely to be able to support other private practices who may not have been able to afford things like working with me in, in supervision or coaching and things like that, to be able to, um, you know, take advantage of this wonderful offer. So have a beautiful, beautiful day. Hope this was really helpful for you. I think you're amazing. You're right where you need to be. And yeah, just keep up the um, amazing work that you're doing, the valuable, important, amazing, beautiful work that you're doing. Okay. Love you lots. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.